Alright, uh, I just wanted to uh, do some rage reading, uh, something of a new segment I'll try out, because um, it's something I do a lot of, uh, it's going to be a lot of content. Uh, it's um, This is one article, an op-ed uh, in the USA Today called uh, Why I'm Skeptical About uh, Tara Reid's uh, Sexual Assault Claims Against uh, Biden. Uh, now, I usually don't read the USA Today because uh, I don't spend much time in hotels. That's the only place that publication has ever found. Uh, but it, it's making its rounds on Twitter, being posted by a lot of uh, Biden supporters, of which I guess I'm now technically one. Um, right? Um, I, yeah, they're posting it a lot uh, to undercut the uh, people arguing about uh, Tara Reid's uh, uh, yeah, accusations of uh, Joe Biden. Um, now, it was posted only 30 minutes ago at the time of uh, this recording, and it's already making the rounds on Twitter, uh, meaning that a lot of people are using it without reading it. Uh, and if that's the case, uh, if an article has that much clout, uh, then you know it's the kind of thing that's going to be uh, tossed around for at least a news cycle, probably a week, uh, a week right? Uh, and uh, it's by a former prosecutor, Michael J. Stern, which is, I guess, why they feel as if it has credibility. Um, now, a lot of people on the left would react the complete opposite way, saying, yeah, prosecutor, why the hell would I believe him, right? <laughs> but um, I, I guess, although I kind of tend towards that line, that's not en enough of a reason not to believe it. So I'm just going to go through the article uh, kind of in order uh, because he tries to break it down point by point, I think, rather ineffectively. Right? So he starts with uh, a bit of a, s a summary of uh, the accusations that uh, of digital rape. He doesn't use that term, uh, but he describes what uh, she accuses Biden of doing. Um, uh, first thing he says is uh, delayed reporting twice. Right. Um, now, this is he said it took her 27 years, uh, and he understands that it often takes a long time. But that's also something that we people take into account when they're assessing the credibility of a claim. Now, Tara Reid, he mentions I think this is kind of disingenuous that he says frames it in this way because uh, he mentions later that there's a Tara uh, Tara Reid had uh, mentioned that she made a complaint to the Senate. Uh, personnel office about Joe Biden at the time. So uh, and he mentions it later to kind of uh, disparage her further, saying that the New York Times couldn't find it and it's odd that she doesn't have a copy of it. But, I mean, you could mention that also. You should mention that when you say that there's no accu accu uh, accusations made in the 27 years. Say there was one that she claims to have made, which we don't have any evidence, but he buries that later on and just says that she delayed reporting entirely as the first point. So the damage is already done by the time the reader gets around to, uh, and I guess the jury would get around to uh, to uh, finding out that about her contemporary complaint to the Senate Personnel uh, uh, Office, which, I mean, you can say, it, you can cast questions about that too because there's no record of it, it seems. Uh, we should do more investigation into that, but uh, burying it in, in the middle and saying that she delayed accusations for 27 years and is only bringing it up 
now is ridiculous. He also, I did say I was going to go in order, but um, one thing I would want to point out is that he said that um, she's bringing it up now after the primaries, towards the primary, as the primaries were swinging in Biden's favor is when she brought it up. Now, she was one of the eight people who brought it up immediately when Biden announced. Uh, she she didn't give her full account. Uh, she taught, she gave the same story of unwanted touching that P, uh, people, uh, the other women, uh, had, had given and later on uh, elaborated with the digital rape. Uh, and, but uh, he says that she's just bringing the story up now uh, what it looked like Bernie was going to lose, which is completely dishonest, right? So this guy's saying right off the top, starts you're not, you start with your straws argument, right? Uh, and right off the top, he says that she didn't, uh, uh, yeah, she didn't uh, report for 27 years. Total garbage, right? Um, implausible explanation for changing her story. Um, uh, he says that uh, she felt that when she spoke with a California reporter in a newspaper uh, at the time, uh, she felt, uh, she said like uh, she felt uncomfortable with the reporter's tone. He says that is like an un, uh, unbelievable reason, not, not a very convincing reason, and damages her credibility because it took her another 12 months, he says, to find uh, uh, another reporter. Um, doesn't uh, he, one he doesn't mention any attempts that she made in that 12 months to contact legal assistance and uh, reporters he could look into that he did not uh, kind of damages his credibility I think but uh, I've seen Terry publicly attribute her uh, shifting story to uh, to uh, the reprisals that she saw coming against women who made accusations against Biden even mildly. And the stuff that she got as a preview, uh, she thought, uh, of what she would have gotten, uh, the reprisal she got from making the initial accusation would have been just a preview of what she would have gotten if she made the full accusation of the digital rape, right? Um, which fears, her fears, it's worth noting, have been kind of borne out, right? There's a bunch of people on Twitter uh, assigning, her, calling her a Russian troll. This guy... Uh, kind of in this article mocks her for being horny for Putin and calls her a crazy woman. Uh, not in those words, but pretty much we'll get to that. But um, it's for that to be, to get that kind of treatment in the USA today, uh, I think it's worse than what you probably feared in uh, back in April of last year, right? So um, it's not just, it's not just the tone. He kind of makes it seem like it was only the tone of one reporter in a conversation and it's like, no, it was, uh, that might be, I don't know much about that one quote, but there's also, that's not the only reason she gave, even if that is one weak reason that she gave, the strongest one, which you should address unless you're trying to, you know, give a slanted argument, a slanted case against it, is that uh, she was afraid of the reprisals, which she's going through right now, uh, in part by people like you, Michael, scrolling up so I can see this vassal's name again. Michael J. Stern. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're going back. Missing formal complaint. Now he mentions that she did not have the uh, uh, no uh, 
there's no record of the uh, uh, the New York Times cannot find it. Uh, now, I mean, this is one thing that the Biden campaign could easily insist on, right? Uh, and just there is like the yeah, the the fact that there would be a complaint on the record just to, because the New York Times wasn't able to find it um, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And just because Tara Reid didn't have it doesn't mean that she didn't make it. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I don't know why it wouldn't, uh, yeah, they should get statements on the record from people in the Senate employment office to, uh, see what, if they have anything in the records or if they are able to make a little comment on that at the very least, right? And, uh, if a terrorist has it in the power to access former complaints, then, or at least copies of it that they might have, then, yeah, then she should get them to, yeah, or the Biden campaign would have access to complaints made against the senator or uh, notices of complaints made against the senator at the time. Uh, he could go over his record and say, I didn't, I was not made aware of any complaint about my conduct in the time that Carrie Reed uh, says that she made a complaint to the Senate office, right? I don't know if it's within their protocol to inform senators of the complaints. But again, these are all things that could easily have been elucidated by the reporting uh, if they were interested in doing that. But they're not. They're interested in, uh, you know, casting aspersions on terror uh, and, like, making it seem like nothing happened. Uh, and again, I say this because, like, it's not... It's important, I think, to think about the story because, like, it's just not uh, because... Not so much as a reason not to vote for Biden, because again, I keep on saying like I'm a Canadian strategic voter, uh, so I would, I would not vote in this election. I'm uh, a Canadian, but if I was, I would probably would vote for Joe Biden anyways, because I'm, um, yeah, I vote strategically. Right? I don't really care much about the party, just that it's better than the conservative. Right? Uh, Look like at the, the Canadian politics. I. <clears throat> I don't want to go too far off the uh, topic, but in Canadian politics generally, I find like the NDP would be the party that's more ideologically suited to me. I just don't think they're credible. Uh, they have any shot of gaining power, and they just kind of detract votes from the Liberal Party. So even though I just have pretty disdainful of the Liberal Party, I'm a dues-paying member, so I would probably vote for Joe Biden no matter what. Uh, but uh, it's important to keep in mind that... Um, uh, look at the story because uh, it just shows that the Me Too movement was not as transformative as we like to believe, uh, and that uh, a lot of the advocates uh, for it were doing it disingenuously as ways to increase their public profile. And I think uh, we should identify those kind of people, like Alyssa Milano, and uh, you know, kind of realize that they're not going to be uh, a viable part, like a part of any viable long-term movement to address this, right? The Me Too, I'm not saying the Me Too movement was like a fad. I'm just saying that it wasn't uh, as if it changed the hearts and minds of the country and we all have to, I think people already knew that, but this is just a really makes it clear and just the, the extent of the problem because even the Democratic Party, the left party so of the two in the United States is still, uh, yeah, subject to this kind of stuff. So, <clears throat> It says that uh, memory uh, talks about terrorist memory lapse. It says that it uh, doesn't give Joe Biden an opportunity to uh, refute uh, any claims because she doesn't give any specifics. Like she said, it was 
I think he said it was June 3rd. Uh, the afternoon of June 3rd, he could have said, oh, I was at the dentist's office that day, which is valid, but it's also a name you can understand how much you want to be able to understand the exact details of, uh, I don't know, yeah, the, the location 27 years after. Um, yeah. Um, the lie about losing her job. Um, she said that she felt that pushed out of Biden's employee uh, after, like he talks about the, uh, uh, the uh, report uh, interview from last year, where she said that she felt like she was kind of pushed out after refusing to serve drinks at a party, and uh, now that she says she was faced retaliation by Biden's staff and was fired, um, and says that's a shift in the story. It could be a bit of both. Of course, this person doesn't leave that maybe uh, she just felt pushed out after the sexual assault thing, right? Uh, and that uh, um, serving drinks moment, if we happen after the Iowa, uh, yeah, events that she alleged could have been an indication to Joe Biden that she wasn't going to go back to the team, right, uh, willingly. Right, it wouldn't just be something that they could brush under the rug and just move on and have something that we're working with. So it could just be that after that, he thought, okay, maybe we'll just act like nothing happened. And when she refuses to serve drinks, he's like, oh, this is she's going to be a constant reminder of it. Right, so it's, it could be a bit of both. He doesn't put that into account. She made compliments for Biden. Um, this is a argument made by uh, some of Weinstein's accusers saying that they made uh, statements on the record. She rejects Biden embracing Sanders. Yeah, okay. Uh, but uh, she talked about this before. Uh, this is just like I said earlier, he was trying to uh, claim that uh, Biden, uh, like she's doing it to support Bernie, but and, and, but no, she's not. Uh, she was not doing it in April. She wasn't doing it to support Bernie in January. Like in 1993, when she told her mom and her brother, Right, uh, she wasn't trying to help Bernie when she told her neighbor. Uh, she wasn't trying to help Bernie. Well, yeah, it doesn't make any sense uh, to say that she'd come up with a story uh, to, to, yeah, because you would only bring up her support of Sanders if you are trying to argue that this was a fabrication made to help him. One, why would it continue when Sanders had dropped out of the race uh, effectively? I mean, anybody knows that. Most people understand that Bernie. <clears throat> If Biden does drop out, it's not going to be Bernie that replaces him. It's going to be somebody else uh, that the Democratic Party kind of nominates later on in the convention. It'll probably be that Biden nominates a vice president, and that vice president just takes over the ticket. Uh, and that just, yeah, I suspect that will probably be something that happens. If uh, uh, So it doesn't make sense that she would continue to help Bernie when Bernie's gone, or make up the story to help Bernie before Bernie was even a national politician. So, uh doesn't make sense, but they're going with it. Uh, her love of Russia and Putin, she did have that embarrassing article about Medium Post that she made about uh, Vladimir Putin, and uh, she changed um, in 2018. Uh, he talked about uh, you know, the United States' hypocrisy and imperialism in the vote. But he says, like, uh, you know, like, um, puts a quote where she says, like, she likes. Uh, Putin a lot with his shirt on or off. Uh, yeah. 
Now, well, he does mention that later on to uh, say that her political shifts and her sexual um, uh, fascination with uh, Putin questions her emotional stability, which just made me think, like, I think that was the one quote that, like, in the line that made, the line in the article that made me want to do the hate reading thing. It's when it became uh, a mildly uh, disdainful reading into hate reading as well. Like, he pretty much said, she's hysterical slapper. Right, uh, she, there's this term in the Somali language called "qawqan." Uh, it's like a qaq, the term, or qawqan is, I guess, would be the adverb, ad, adjective, um, <clears throat> describing uh, someone who's kind of temporarily gone crazy by horniness, uh, someone who just like needs to get laid, uh, and is kind of acting out because of their sexual frustration, and uh, I think. This is what he's accusing Tara Reid of being. Um, yeah. So he goes on about, like, uh, to talk about suspected timing. He says, like, she, for 27 years, she did not publicly accuse. Uh, again, like a Senate uh, uh, personnel office complaint would be something of a uh, public accusation. Uh, probably private channels, but through a public institution. Formal institution doesn't really do that at all. Only brings it up when it suits him to <clears throat> despair to toss it out. Uh, and uh, says that then Biden's string of March primary victories through Sanders' office seemingly unstoppable path and on uh, March 25th, blah, 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 Reid finally went public with her claim. Oh, she, no, 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 no. She was talking to reporters before. She talked to uh, people in the um, uh, Time's Up movement and whatnot. Does not talk to that. Uh, talks about the Larry King call, uh, says that, um, he says that it makes, uh, this, he said, as a prosecutor, this would not make me happy because he thinks that like, if you're, uh, she, the fact that she didn't talk about the sexual accusations explicitly, uh, means that like, uh, it must not have been that bad. Like if she just talked about harassment, then the harassment could not have been worse because she would have been trying to improve her case, right? Uh, which is, uh, does keep in mind that this is like an older middle, uh, yeah, older woman talking on, uh, calling into TV might be a bit prudish, not want to talk about sex explicitly, right? Uh, talked about the respect uh, of this that she had for the senators that the Tara Reid mom cited as a reason she didn't go public to the press. And I mean, that could be like, uh, instead of, I think maybe respect was the wrong word to use, but it could have been like, uh, maybe just like fear or knowledge of the gravity of the like the power this guy has, right? And just, yeah, it could be deference to that uh, that made her, right? Um, understanding of his power as opposed to respect for it uh, in the office that uh, she meant to refer to. Um, and yeah, so I don't think his... Uh, Dismissal of that is a particularly good. Talks about the statements to others that she made. Um, it says the uh, lack of sexual assault allegations. Now, it uh, doesn't keep in mind that uh, I, uh, some of the women, I don't know how I got enough to say many or most of the women who've uh, accused Joe Biden. But I have seen statements from the women who've, uh, some women who accused Joe Biden of unwanted touching who say that this kind of makes sense to them, um, uh, that they believe Tara Reid, 
uh, even though they're not accusing him of doing something similar to them. And I think the, the um, crucial thing to keep in mind is that Joe Biden allegedly told Tara Reid that he thought that she was into him. I think this is like kind of crucial because uh, it pr plays into the psychology of Joe Biden uh, and his understanding. And immediately after, he said that like uh, she um, was nothing to him. Uh, they, uh, they believe right? she was nothing, doesn't mean anything to him. And it just goes to show that Joe Biden was not processing it as like a rape. He, did, he didn't think that he was assaulting her. He just thought that she was in, like, again, he thought she was into him. And he responded to it in, as if it was just a narcissistic injury, just a rejection on his part, uh, right? So she just, by disparaging her, was the way he, he didn't react by trying to underplay what he did because I don't think he what he thought what he did was that severe because he just goes around touching women all the time and when he thinks that they're into him maybe he touches them a little bit more aggressively maybe he grabs them by the pussy right it just uh, <clears throat> it, the fact that he thought that she was into him well, potential fact right if uh, the terror the fact in the terror's accusation uh, that uh, she thought he he thought that she was into him does explain why he would have gone further with her especially too because it plays into the fact that we all don't we just think like biden doesn't understand uh the gravity of what he does like he doesn't understand how creepy he is uh he doesn't understand that he can't just act out on his physical desires to touch women he, because i guess he thinks of himself as the all-powerful man in the situation right he doesn't have to or he never maybe it was never pointed out to him i don't know i don't know but uh it seems like um uh, yeah moving on so that's what remains um there's no third party witnesses right um he says he just dreaded writing this piece because he didn't want it used as a guidebook uh, <laughs> for uh for dismantling legitimate accusations of sexual assault, um, but um, you know I don't think we have to worry about that because you didn't do a particularly good job of it, uh, right? Uh, he he goes on to say like he finishes off the art uh, the op-ed with a little anecdote saying that uh, of the time that he was a prosecutor, uh, there was one of two times when uh, there were two times when he. Uh, had to dismiss a case because he didn't think that there was enough evidence against the uh, uh, accused. Um, and one of those two times was uh, a rape accusation. Uh, and he's saying it does sometimes happen, folks. My takeaway from that was really like in your entire career as a prosecutor, knowing how much, uh, just as like private citizens, we know how much, uh, how much uh, false conviction there is, in it, right? And in his entire time as a prosecutor, there were only two cases in which he didn't think the person did it? What the fuck? I don't know. It's like, again, it has nothing to do with the, um, the Tara Reid thing, but it didn't have, his story didn't have anything to do with Tara Reid either. Uh, it was about a guy, a, a woman whose boyfriend, a, a significant other, found her cheating on him and then just came up with a rape story. 
uh, to uh, have something to say to the guy so he didn't uh, do anything drastic. Um, and he just went with it. So I don't see any parallels at all. So I might as well use the, uh, the point to make a tangential attack on this guy's character. Because that's all this uh, uh, article, this op-ed was. So yeah, I hate reading. It's fun. Definitely going to do more.